Welcome to the How to Event Podcast, the premier resource for everyday people who want to plan the event of a lifetime. My name is Allie Denniston. Thank you for joining the party. Welcome back, podcasters. I greatly appreciate your patience as I worked my way through the final planning and execution of my last wedding event of 2020 and as I was finishing up the design and launch of my brand new website. This fall has proven to be quite tricky for professionals in the event industry as COVID cases have increased in several areas, causing an influx of additional cancellations and postponements across the board. Specifically here in Rhode Island, our governor recently announced that we would continue to operate under phase three guidelines until an effective vaccine has been released. This means that in our state, for the foreseeable future, we are limited to indoor events with a maximum of 50 guests and outdoor events with a maximum of 100 guests. And as we begin to venture into the colder weather months, usage of outdoor event spaces will dwindle or will at least require a lot more creativity to make them comfortable for guests. So I realized that the first season of How to Event focused on pandemic planning. But COVID and the pandemic haven't stopped being relevant in our everyday lives, so for this final installment of Season 2, I want to revisit this topic. Today I'll be discussing some of the current trends within the event industry as they relate to COVID and how vendors and event hosts alike have had to pivot to maintain momentum. This will be a bit of a different report on current trends, as in normal times this would focus on the trending colors and decor styles of the season, while this time around we'll be focusing more on how the event industry has transformed to continue to operate in these unprecedented times. First and foremost, hygiene has become a focal point at all events. From increased sanitizing for guests and staff to mandatory mask wearing and bans on dance floors, events these days are looking much different from how they have in the past. Instead of providing a box of chocolates as a wedding favor, couples are now monogramming bottles of hand sanitizer to provide their guests access to easy sanitization. Some events are even incorporating sanitizing stations that feature items like hand sanitizer, masks, gloves, and sanitizing wipes, instead of the traditional bathroom baskets. While I'm sure in pre-COVID days no one was being intentionally dirty, Today, we're all focusing on being intentionally clean and hygienic. This is not only the case amongst guests and front-of-the-house staff, but also behind the scenes in kitchens where chefs and other kitchen staff are upholding even more stringent rules of cleanliness and safe food preparation. Even in situations where a second thought wasn't given in a pre-COVID world, we're now stepping up the cleanliness factor. One example surrounds the use of a microphone during a dinner reception. Today, it's almost commonplace to see a container of sanitizing wipes nearby to ensure that they are easily accessible to clean the microphone in between uses, whether it be in between multiple speakers or for musical entertainment. It also isn't unheard of to see social distancing being incorporated everywhere from guest seating to lines at bars and even in how a band sets up to perform. 
In some locations, like Rhode Island and Massachusetts, dance floors aren't even allowed within the current guidelines, regardless of the number of attendees or the style of event. These circumstances make for an interesting visual in comparison to the crowded dance floors and packed ballrooms that we're used to. This being said, given the limits and gathering sizes, smaller guest counts are allowing for spacious layouts and more intimate seating plans featuring fewer people at larger tables. Lack of dance floor doesn't always mean lack of entertainment. Some event hosts are upping their game in this department and incorporating unique entertainment enhancements to keep their guests engaged throughout the event. These limits in guest counts have created an influx of what have been categorized as micro-weddings. We talked about these in Season 1, Episode 2 of Pandemic Planning Cancellation Alternatives. But since that episode aired in July, micro-weddings have been trending upward substantially. In some cases, couples have opted to host this type of event as a placeholder until restrictions have loosened and they can have a larger affair. In other cases, some couples have decided that a micro-wedding is all they need and have gone all out on the details for their smaller weddings given the suddenly larger budget and smaller guest count. Next, I'd like to talk about food service. In this topic, not only are venues and caterers adhering to vigorous cleanliness standards, but certain styles of service have been utilized even more over others. One example is the quote-unquote retirement of the buffet. In most situations, a buffet is one of the most difficult styles of service to maintain health and safety standards from a service standpoint due to all of the potential touches, such as guests touching utensils and several guests coming into contact with each food display. The only exception to this rule is if it is an attended buffet line with staff allocated to serve the guests and additional safety measures such as plexiglass screens and, of course, gloves and masks for staff and masks for guests. The more popular style of service in these times of the pandemic is plated service. Many event hosts are opting to please their guest palates with multi-course meals of everything from comfort food to gourmet cuisine. In addition to plated food service, family-style service is another popular option for guest groups that feature individual pods of familiar people. For instance, at a wedding where there are a number of familiar friend and family groups, family-style can work as long as those pods are grouped together within the seating charts. While this is certainly not the way that event hosts have necessarily thought in the past, it is becoming the new normal for how to seat guests in order to maintain the utmost guest safety. From the vendor perspective, venues and caterers have had to get creative with how they serve their food. Past hors d'oeuvres must be as composed as possible, often on or in individual vessels, to safeguard against cross-contamination. In Rhode Island, cocktail hours cannot incorporate any mingling, so anything past must be presented to each guest at seated tables. In addition, self-service stations are not an option due to the food safety regulations in a lot of areas. Past options must be over-the-top and plentiful to ensure that guests are satisfied. Given entertainment has had to be curbed to a degree, food is more important than ever. There has also been an increase in the integration of technology into events. 
In some situations, events would have to be completely canceled without the use of technology due to restrictions of travel, gathering sizes, attendee comfortability, and several other factors. The industry has seen a pivot, especially within the corporate sector, towards virtual meetings via Zoom, Google Meet, or other video conferencing software. And this trend is not necessarily limited to just meetings. I recently heard about a corporate group that opted to do virtual client engagement sessions via Zoom that incorporated everything from wine tastings to history lectures and book talks to engage their clients and keep their company at the forefront. While the industry has been forced to acclimate to this new way of operating, this is one of the trends that I foresee sticking post-COVID. The future of events is hybrid. By incorporating advanced connectivity via technology, events that previously would not have been accessible to some can now be available to anyone. Whether it's a live stream to include out-of-state family and friends in a wedding ceremony, or a video conference to bring together an international team, technology will help event hosts to foster standout content and engagement amongst participants. These are the most visible trends that have come to light throughout this season of pandemic events. I'm sure that as things develop with regard to restrictions at the state and federal level, that we'll continue to see the leaders in the industry grow into this new world of normal for the event sector. Next season, I'm excited to announce that I'll be enlisting the help of some vendors in the event industry to incorporate some more dynamic conversations about planning and operating in the unique climate of events in today's world. I can't wait to introduce you to the amazing men and women of our industry, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to highlight their successes, advice, and stories right here at How to Event. While you're waiting for season three, I'm even more stoked to share my new and improved website with you. I've been working with my good friend and media slash photography guru, Laura Sarlito, to rebrand and relaunch my site, which features a new easy to navigate layout and a stunning format that highlights both this podcast and the blog that features the show notes for each episode. I'm so, so excited about this new site, and I hope you'll all enjoy it. I would love to hear your feedback, so please feel free to write in and let me know your thoughts. We'll be welcoming Laura as a guest next season, so stay tuned to learn more about her and her many skills. While we don't have a specific launch date for Season 3 as of yet, please stay in the loop with all things How to Event by joining us in the Facebook group and on Instagram, where there will be regular posts and conversations happening. Bring your event planning questions and stories, and I'll look forward to being back to podcasting with you very soon. Do you have questions about today's topic? Join me in the How to Event podcast group on Facebook, where you can ask your questions, start a discussion, and have the chance for your topic to be featured on a future episode. Don't forget to visit the new and improved howtoeventpodcast.com for the newest episodes and show notes from How to Event. And we're on Instagram. Follow at How to Event for event visuals and daily tips and tricks for planning. This episode marks the end of season two, but we'll be back in season three with even more event tips, tricks, and stories to take you from planning to party time and beyond. Happy planning! <laughs>